Day 171 of 365, The Bible Challenge with Abby Joy. Psalm 67, no, Psalm 76, verse 1 to 12. God is honoured in Judah, his name is great in Israel. Jerusalem is where he lives. Mount Zion is his home. There he has broken the fiery arrows of the enemy, the shields and swords and weapons of war. You are glorious and more majestic than the everlasting mountains. Our boldest enemies have been plundered. They lie before us in the sleep of death. No warrior could lift a hand against us. At the blast of your breath, O God of Jacob, their horses and chariots lay still. No wonder you are greatly feared. Who can stand before you when your anger explodes? From heaven you sentenced your enemies. The earth trembled and stood silent before you. You stand up to judge those who do evil, O God, and to rescue the oppressed of the earth. Human defiance only enhances your glory, for you use it as a weapon. Make vows to the Lord your God and keep them. Let everyone bring tribute to the awesome one, for he breaks the pride of princes and the kings of the earth fear him. Acts chapter 13, verse 42 to 14, verse 7. As Paul and Barnabas left the synagogue that day, The people begged them to speak about these things again the next week. Many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, and the two men urged them to continue to rely on the grace of God. The following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. But when some of the Jews saw the the crowds, they were jealous, so they slandered Paul and argued against whatever he said. Then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared, It was necessary that we first preach the word of God to you Jews, but since you have rejected it and judged yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we will offer it to the Gentiles. For the Lord gave us this command when he said, I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for his message. And all who were chosen for eternal life became believers. So the Lord's message spread throughout that region. Then the Jews stirred up the influential religious women and leaders of the city. And they incited a mob against Paul and Barnabas and ran them out of town. So they shook the dust from their feet as a sign of rejection and went to the town of Iconium. And the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The same thing happened in Iconium. Paul and Barnabas went to the Jewish synagogue and preached with such power that a great number of both Jews and Greeks became believers. Some of the Jews, however, spurned God's message and poisoned the minds of the Gentiles against Paul and Barnabas. But the apostles stayed there a long time, preaching boldly about the grace of the Lord. And the Lord proved their message was true by giving them power to do miraculous signs and wonders. 
but the people of the town were divided in their opinion about them. Some sided with the Jews, and some with the apostles. Then the mob of Gentiles and Jews, along with their leaders, decided to attack and stone them. When the apostles learned of it, they fled to the region of Lysonia, to the towns of Lystra and Derbe, and the surrounding area. And there they preached the good news. One Kings chapter seven verse twenty three to chapter eight verse twenty one. Then Huram cast a great round basin, fifteen feet across from rim to rim, called the sea. It was seven and a half feet deep and about forty five feet in circumference. It was encircled just below its rim by two rows of decorative gourds. There were about six gourds per foot all the way around, and they were cast as part of the basin. The sea was placed on the base of the twelve bronze oxen, all facing outward. Three faced north, three faced west, three faced south and three faced east, and the sea rested on them. The walls of the sea were about three inches thick, and its rim flared out like a cup and resembled a water lily blossom. It could hold about 11,000 gallons of water. Huram also made ten bronze water carts, each six feet long, six feet wide and four and a half feet tall. They were constructed with side panels braced with crossbars. Both the panels and the crossbars were decorated with carved lions, oxen and cherubim. Above and below the lions and oxen were wreath decorations. Each of these carts had four bronze wheels and bronze axles. There were supporting posts for the bronze basins at the corners of the carts. These supports were decorated on each side with carvings of wreaths. The top of each cart had a round, rounded frame for the basin. It projected one and a half feet from the cart's top like a round pedestal and its opening was two and a quarter feet across. It was decorated on the outside with carvings of wreaths. The panels of the carts were square, not round. Under the panels were four wheels that were connected to axles that had been cast as one unit with the cart. The wheels were two and a quarter feet in diameter and were similar to chariots' wheels. The axles, spokes, rims and hubs were all cast from molten bronze. There were handles at each of the four corners of the carts, and these, two were cast as one unit with the cart. Around the top of each cart was a rim nine inches wide. The corner supports and side panels were cast as one unit with the cart. Carvings of cherubim, lions and palm trees decorated the panels and corner supports wherever there was room, and there were wreaths all around. All ten water carts were the same size and were made alike, for each was cast from the same mould. Huram also made ten smaller bronze basins, one for each cart. Each basin was six feet across and could hold 212 ga- 220 gallons of water. He set five water carts on the south side of the temple and five on the north side. The great bronze basin called the sea, was placed near the southeast corner of the temple. He also made the necessary wash basins, shovels and bowls. 
So, at last, Huram completed everything King Solomon had assigned to him to make for the temple of the Lord. Two pillars, the two bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars, the two networks of interwoven chains that decorated the capitals, the 400 pomegranates that hung from the trains on the capitals, two rows of pomegranates for each of the chain networks that decorated the capitals on top of the pillars, the ten water carts holding the ten basins, the sea and the twelve oxen under it, the ash buckets, the shovels and the bowls. Huram made all these things of burnished bronze for the temple of the Lord, just as King Solomon had directed. The king had them cast in clay moulds in the Jordan Valley between Succoth and Zarathan. Solomon did not weigh all these things because they were so because there were so many. The weight of the bronze could not be measured. Solomon also made all the furnishings of the temple of the Lord, the gold altar, the gold table for the bread of the presence, the lampstands of solid gold, five on the south and five on the north, in front of the most holy place, the flower decorations, lamps and tongs, all of gold, the small bowls, lamp snuffers, bowls, ladles and incense burners, all of solid gold. The doors for the entrances to the most holy place and the main room of the temple with their fronts overlaid with gold. So, King Solomon finished all his work on the temple of the Lord. Then he brought all the gifts his father David had dedicated, the silver, the gold and the various articles, and he stored them in the treasuries of the Lord's temple. Solomon then summoned to Jerusalem the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the leaders of the ancestral families of the Israelites. They were to bring the Ark of the Lord's Covenant to the temple from its location in the city of David, also known as Zion. So all the men of Israel assembled before King Solomon at the annual festival of shelters, which is held in her early autumn in the month of Ethanium. When all the elders of Israel arrived... The priests picked up the ark. The priests and the Levites brought up the ark of the Lord along with the special tent and all the sacred items that had been in it. There, before the ark, King Solomon and the entire community of Israel sacrificed so many sheep, goats and cattle that no one could keep count. Then the priests carried the ark of the Lord's covenant into the inner sanctuary of the temple the most holy place, and placed it beneath the wings of the cherubim. The cherubim spread their wings over the ark, forming a canopy over the ark and its carrying poles. These poles were so long that their ends could be seen from the holy place, which is in front of the most holy place, but not from the outside. They are still there to this day. Nothing was in the ark except the two stone tablets that Moses had placed in it at Mount Sinai where the Lord had made a covenant with the people of Israel when they left the land of Egypt when the priests came out of the holy place a thick cloud filled the temple of the Lord the priests could not continue their service because of the cloud for the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple of the Lord then Solomon prayed O Lord You have said that you would live in a thick cloud of darkness. Now I have built a glorious temple for you, a place where you can live forever. 
Then the king turned around to the entire community of Israel standing before him and gave this blessing. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who has kept the promise he made to my father David. For he told my father, from the day I brought my people out of Egypt, people Israel out of Egypt, I have never chosen a city among any of the tribes of Israel as a place where a temple should be built to honour my name. But I have chosen David to be king over my people Israel. Then Solomon said, My father, David, wanted to build this temple to honour the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord told him, You wanted to build the temple to honour my name. Your intention is good, but you are not the one to do it. One of your own sons will build the temple to honour me. And now the Lord has fulfilled the promise he made, for I have become king in my father's place. And now I sit on the throne of Israel, just as the Lord promised. I have built this temple to honour the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. And I have prepared a place there for the ark, which contains the covenant that the Lord made with our ancestors when he brought them out of Egypt.' 